Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today. As we try to tackle, well, let's just remind you, it's Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg as we always tackle on Tuesdays your marriage and your relationship issues. I mean, it's one of those things where so little time in our lives is ever spent contemplating anything. We try to give you an hour a week where we want to contemplate something having to do with building up stronger relationships and stronger marriages, because if we don't work on them, they're going to crumble. I mean, isn't that right, honey? That's exactly right. And so when we were looking at this year and something that we struggle with, so therefore we figure other people struggle with too, it's our time. So really the question is, Are you so busy that you're leaving little or no time for intentionality in your marriage? Are your relationships with others, even your children, are you you so busy that you're not leaving time to invest in relationships? Is time flying by so fast that you're missing the important moments of life? You're missing a chance to plan, to celebrate, to grow through the adversity that you face. Today, we're going to talk about our marriages slipping, 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 into the future. You're going to sing it? Little Steve Miller coming back to me. <laughs> Time keep on slipping, slipping, slipping. That's all. That's the best you get. There you go. That's it. That's right. Ace, do but not there's look a whole lot of people thinking about that song. That's right. right they are not. At least, at least Gen Xers and, and uh, boomers. some boomers. That's right. Probably Steve not. Miller, the, actually, though, did that song ever get popular in a more current movie? Because that's usually how songs come back around. I don't know. But but the point of it is, oh, Steve, speaking of the Steve Miller band, what incredible bands from the 70s that our daughter-in-law, our daughter, our, our nephew, niece-in-law said that she just didn't want them to play at their wedding. Well, you had to bring that up. That I did. very nice. Oh, but she's, un- she's unbelievable. Okay, so we're talking today about our time-starved marriage. Mm-hmm. And we're talking, not our time, well, really, sometimes well, our marriage is time-starved. This is very <laughs> relative to us as well. Yes, it is. It is relevant. We're talking, so a book, Your Time-Starved Marriage by Les and Leslie Parrott. And, and in this Chapter two of this book is, is your marriage slipping into the future? So many of us are so busy. Time is flying by. We hardly even pay any attention. I mean, good grief. It's already one month into the year. Yeah, I saw, of course, you will love this. I saw a post today on Facebook that somebody said, 11 months until Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Because yeah, but it's, it, it puts things in perspective. Some people maybe don't even have their lights down and all their decorations, or they have everything in boxes but haven't put them away yet, you know, and it's already 
11 more months, we'll be doing that all over again. I may not be able to recover from that comment now the rest of the show. Oh, yes, you will. 11 months. See, that, I mean, that's, Jim, you're that's more the resilient kind of thing, than that. That's the kind of comment that makes us let time slip out. We're, we're constantly living in the future instead of living right now, baby. We're on the air. We're talking about investing with intentionality in the time we have in our marriages. We don't want to think about 11 months from now. Let's think about right now. Mm, good point. So when we come back from the break, we want to dig deep into this chapter of A Time Star Marriage by Les and Leslie Parrot. And then there's a couple of myths that we're going to really hit big time. Right. Mm-hmm. But I got this verse that you wrote down for today, Ecclesiastes 7.14. On a good day, enjoy yourself. On a bad day, examine your conscience. God arranges for both kinds of days so that we won't take anything for granted. Isn't that a good verse? That was a good verse. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. You know, God's not in a hurry. You know, the scriptures True. say that a day is like a thousand years, 10,000, what a day is it? A thousand years is as a day, as day is as a thousand years. It, it, God's not, I mean, t- God created time so we could track stuff, but it's really, it's an enemy of great progress. I mean, time, when people are constantly looking at the clock, it seems like time hardly ever moves. When you're not watching the clock, time flies. And the older you get, time gets faster, which that doesn't make sense. I don't know how it's possible. First 16 years of my life seemed like it took forever to get my driver's license. <laughs> yeah, it's all perspective. When you're and that's really what we're talking that. about today. Yeah. We're talking about perspective. I want to read that verse again that we read yes, right before please. the break. Martha picked out this verse for us from Ecclesiastes seven fourteen. On a good day, enjoy yourself. On a bad day, examine your conscience. God arranges for both kinds of days so that we won't take anything for granted. And really, when we talk about the Time Starved Marriage, this book written by Les and Leslie Parrott, which these guys are great marriage people. Yep. And we've, we've, we've actually led marriage retreats using their material. I mean, these guys are solid. The biggest part of what they're talking about pe- to people is that we got to stop wasting time and take advantage of the time that we have because we don't know how many days we're going to have left. Yeah, and there this this isn't a book about like time management and how to be more efficient. It's really, that's not the point. The point is to be more connected in the time you're spending. And so their whole focus is on life is fast. Life is full and we're not going to stop life, but what are we doing to stay connected where we're at with where we're everybody's at different seasons of life. And one of the things we're going to talk about in a few minutes is, for instance, you know, when um, when you have a bunch of kids and you're going through a really busy season of maybe the end of the semester and there's finals and there's projects and there's sporting events and awards banquets and all of those kinds of things, you can, you can, hope that everything else will be put on hold while you're dealing with those things. But the truth of the matter is, is that life continues on. And so you miss things, um, not necessarily activities, but you miss the moment if you're not connected. And you can't go back and get them. Correct. I mean, if we look at one thing, the craziness of us starting a business, we had a a two-year-old and a Mm -hmm. one-year-old, and we started our insurance agency in 1994. I mean, I was working three nights a week. You're working, making phone calls one night a week. We got, we got kids. And, and those days are a blur. Yeah. They're a blur. Now, we never worked weekends, but they're a blur. And then we did a lot of youth ministry kind of stuff. So those days, you know, you got little kids around, enjoy those days. They go, they disappear. Yeah. And now all of a sudden your kids are 25 and you're like, they're not even nearby anymore. But enjoy those but days. But even though those days are a blur, I will tell you, 
I don't know how you, we haven't talked about this in a while, but I could, I can tell you that I can remember sitting on the floor and playing and doing things with the kids. I can't necessarily tell you what day we went to the park or what day we um, swang on the swings in the backyard, but we did those things and we made sure that we got on the floor with our kids and played and spent time with them face to face. And, and those were the precious moments of that period of time. So this precious moments precious that have been a great moments. idea. You can make little, little figurines of things <laughs> captured precious moments and you could sell them to people. Oh yeah. That was a billion dollar, billion dollar idea. All right. So Really, in today's show, we're talking about this time-starved marriage, but it relates to our relationships at work, our relationships in our neighborhood, our relationships at home. We're so busy focused on tasks that we miss the people that God throws in front of us. Right. And especially at work, there's always going to be more work. Work never ends. What? You're never caught up? You are never caught up. It is never all organized, Martha, and I know that drives you crazy. Oh, man. There's always going to be enough for tomorrow. So take a break. Eat lunch with people. Uh, Take a 15-minute break in the morning or the afternoon or whatever you're allowed to do and get to know the people that you work with. We did that today, didn't we? Yes, we did. Very unusual. We took lunch. Very unusual. We had a Christian rap star for lunch. How about that? (laughs) He didn't even sing for us, though. We should have made him sing for his supper. We did. We had Legend for lunch today from Renaissance Movement Music. I mean, we had him on a show about two months ago. We got to have him for lunch today. But this, we just miss the relationships. Mm -hmm. We're so busy, we miss the people. And really what we're going to talk about the rest of today is to slow down you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. And we got to find those people around us and enjoy them. And especially our marriages. Don't waste your marriage. Time is slipping, slipping, slipping in the future. You don't want your marriage to slip into the future, too. What do you think? I think that's those are good thoughts. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, as we talk about your time-starved marriage. And really, the topic for today is time slipping into the future is your marriage slipping into the future and martha i think that you know i just want everybody to be thinking let's get our listeners thinking okay because how many of us have walked into a room on a task and we've missed the people around us and so often people in their marriages get to just doing life mm-hmm. instead of doing life together like mm-hmm. they're they're roommates instead of Love partners. Right. And that's that's sad. Well, I I think of how many times maybe we've had a conversation and yet we neither, one of us didn't absorb everything because we weren't really connected in the conversation. We were really trying to do something else or multitask or um, thinking about this calendar or schedule or maybe a phone call that we needed to make. And then we go, what did you really say? What were we talking about? You know, we don't connect because we're we're so busy thinking about too many other things. What did you just say? Uh, oh. You're hilarious. <laughs> you crack yourself up, I don't do. you? I do crack myself up. Oh. But you know what? Then something happens and snaps you into reality. And then you're like, oh my goodness, I really wasn't paying attention. I really wasn't even in the moment of whatever that that may be. And you might miss something really important and special in your relationship. Well, and that's really the point to this is that right. we only get so much time together, whether it's in a, in a marriage, 
in a relationship with our kids, in a relationship with people at work, a relationship with people in our neighborhoods, people in our small groups at church, we don't know if we get the next time. And each moment we've been given is a gift from God. I mean, it says in the scriptures that our days are numbered. We just don't know the number. Right. And so here's another flash from the past or blast from the past, whatever you say. Back in 1973, the guy that wrote Time in a Bottle... I don't know if you know this story, but they talk about it in this chapter here. Um, you know, he talks about if I could save time in a bottle, and he was really mm-hmm. understanding. You want to sing that too? No. Um, he understood. That wasn't Tiny Tim. That's like no, that. Jim. Oh, Jim Croce. Croce. Jim Croce. And I knew you didn't say it like it sound, it's spelled because it it's C R O C E, but Croce. So anyway, he died a few months after that song became popular, and so it was like he got it. You know, that, man, if you could only hold on to what's going on around you. And so that's really kind of the premise for this chapter. Well, and Cats in the Cradles does the same thing. For those people you want to hear the most depressing song ever, uh, Cats in the Cradle. Yeah. Another one of those same things. I mean, just, you know, a dad just too busy for his kid and a kid grows up to be too busy for his own That's the story of missing it. And the time in the bottle, he was just kind of saying, man, I want to hold on to this. I want to. And if you wonder why you're. You're maybe you're disconnected from your spouse. You're disconnected from your kids. You know there was this misnomer, this this misleading term in the seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. It's not about probably in the nineties too. Probably about nineties. It's not about quantity. It's about quality. And they were talking about time with your kids or time with your spouse. Right. And it was or a lie. Anybody. It was a lie. Yes. You. It was just a lie. It is not about. I mean, yes, it's but it's about quality. It's about Quality, quantity, quantity, quality time. I can't even say it right. Yes. You A lot ha- of time where you're really connected. Yeah. I mean, it just, it does not, it doesn't work. It just, I mean, there was a study. This is when our kids were little. We read that the average mm. person spent like 45 seconds talking to their kids. Having meaningful conversation with their child. Yeah. Like how? It was less than a minute. How ridiculous is that? But how many spouses do the same thing? Yeah. Not I mean, very, it, it's an easy trap, and that's why we're talking about it, because it's an easy trap to just fall into, and you don't even realize it until somebody asks you that tough question. How much time are you really spending talking to your spouse? How much time are you spending talking to anybody? I mean, you're right. just so so busy. My phone is lighting up. I'm getting text messages. Right. <laughs> I mean, so people are listening, and I know that it's it's important. If you ever want to text us, you can always text me on my phone, my cell phone. I've always got it in the studio with us. Four zero seven five nine two seven three five eight. That's on our website as well, so it's information that's out there in public. But if you got feedback for us, we don't open up the phone lines very often because the show is so short. But this is something. This time, you know, so many people think about. You you put this in here. This is so good. We spend more time thinking about renewable money than we do about irreplaceable time. What did you mean by that when you wrote that? Well, I mean it's from the book. I figured it was, but you know we plan for our money and we figure out how to spend it and what we're going to save and what we're going to earn and all those things. And we can money, not that there is, it's plentiful, but you can renew it. It's something you can spend and earn more, spend and earn more. We can't earn more time. We get so many minutes in a day you know, I'm sure everyone at a different point in their life has said, if only there were more hours in the day. Well, guess what? We'd use them. So it really wouldn't benefit us to have more hours in the day. That freaks me out just thinking, I don't want any more time in the day. Good grief. But you would like more sleep. I would like to sleep better. Okay. But I would like, you know, we, 
But what, but your point Uh-oh, is so I thought well, you were going to go on no, a little I tangent. Was, I was, I was, you I was. You stopped yourself? Back. I did. That Way was, to go, honey. Because uh, well, I'm not sure it was a productive tangent. Oh, but, okay. But it is, it is true. We only get 24 hours in a day, yeah. except for leap year. We had 24 hours, like on February 29th last year, they added a second. Maybe that, no, that was this year on New Year's Eve. They added a what? second to the end of the clock. Yeah. Did they tell anybody? I heard it in the news, so I heard about it. But so what you got do with that second. extra second? Waited it's already the, gone. Waited for the stupid ball to drop in But New it's York already City. gone. It doesn't even matter. Right, See, you can't go so back. the whole point of that that statement is that we spend more time worrying and planning and thinking about our renewable money than we do our irreplaceable time. Well, but I think about both. As I was shredding our tax papers from the mid two thousands, and I was looking that's at time, all the this receipts. time of year, everybody. That's right. It, it, it is was a family tradition, but the kids aren't here to help the shredding anymore, so I got to do it. And you overheated it. How many times? Oh, a dozen. <laughs> but I started looking at all the money that we have that we spent that's just gone. Yep. But the time is the That's same thing. That's because we save every receipt. Well, yeah, because we're going to... Absolutely, because... Well, you know, a lot of people get... these days, you know, don't save every receipt. You know receipt. what? I don't want... I've been... No. Anyway, we're not talking about taxes. Say it's too irritating. But the time, the same thing. You're going through those... Those years are gone. Yeah. It brings back memories as you were... Where you were spending money and how you did it, what vacations, where you went. Well, what did I tell you? I always put my calendar in the box. And so I was going through the calendar and it happened to be the year, the last year that both the kids were in high school together. That's like a journal. Did you save that? I did not because I looked at it and then I... But when you're old, you won't remember that stuff. Right. So my comment to you was... We've lost those years forever. No, we didn't lose the years. We have the memories. It did remind me of some things, mostly the the weeks where we had missions trip meetings and um, organizational meetings for different things and you know, choir practice or band practice or a track meet or a softball game or whatever it was at that point in time, our lives were busy, focused around the activities of the kids. And uh, those were fun times. But I told you, boy, that made me tired just looking at the calendar of all the things that we had on the calendar, going to doctor's appointments, haircuts, dentists, all those things. What fun. I I think what's important, though, is for us to Remember that this is not about us becoming more efficient. This is about becoming more effective in our relationships. Yes. And that is a tough concept for some people. Mm-hmm. That we really, in our marriages, you can't spend too much time investing in your marriage. Now, some people may disagree with that statement, but if you're truly investing it, I'm not talking about harassing or, or driving your spouse crazy. We're talking about investing in your marriage you can't spend too much time can you do you get tired of spending time with me well okay you're stating this from the guy whose love language is quality time so for you noted that she didn't answer my question no 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 i'm gonna answer it but i wanted to like state that first because for you there will never be enough time so you're saying our marriage but what i'm saying you're saying because quality time is not your love language there are times when you would rather just not be with me (laughs) No, but I do value alone time. <laughs> and you're saying you don't get enough alone time. I Life has changed a lot. We are with each other all the time now. So you're saying you need more alone time. No. <laughs> no, just send me on an errand every once in a while. Ladies no, and gentlemen, you heard it right here and I work for him together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha. Uh, Martha needs some alone time. <laughs> 
If you'll send her a gift card so she can go out shopping. I don't need a gift card. Okay. I don't need a gift card. But it is important that we do talk about this time thing. And apparently we need to talk about our time together, but off the air. No, no. It's all good. I I love that we get to invest more time in each other. The phones are ringing. People are going, you guys need counseling. And then there's crickets. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the, the... we don't ever want to take for granted. We could spend 24-7 with each other and still not be investing in our marriage. So the whole point is... Yes, during that construction project, the beginning of the month, we spent a lot of time together. It was not necessarily productive. I'm but the sorry. whole point is of being connected. Right. So let's talk about being connected. Let's do let's that. Let's talk about how to do let's this. Get to We've it. already defined the problem well enough because everybody listening already knows. They can relate. They, that they don't get enough time for their kids, their spouses, their friends. I mean, it, it, you have to make choices today. There's just not enough time for a lot of friends because right. there just isn't. And honestly, with kids sports, which have gotten ridiculous out of control. In fact, we should do a, a show on that one day. No. That's Okay. Okay. <laughs> that would be a complete soapbox show. Yeah. But the relationships with people work. How many of you work next to somebody you really don't know? Probably a lot of people. How many of you people who are managers don't know your people? Because you don't take the time. It's investments. And all of this relates to, if we're going to start a tidal wave of change in our country, a tidal wave of revival in our country, it starts with relationships. That's how Jesus changed the world, was Tidal wave of change started with his relationships with 12 guys. Mm-hmm. And those 11 guys that were left, those guys transformed our world. Well, we can do the same thing in this country, but it's going to happen through the intentionality of us building relationships, not only in our marriages and those as an example for other people's marriages, but with our kids and with our coworkers and employees and our neighbors. This, this ridiculous craziness, we need to slow down. I mean that 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 song from HR Puffin stuff. What was that song? What was that Slow show? Slow down, you're moving too fast. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make this moment last. Skipping down the cobblestones, looking for fun, feeling groovy. Oh my goodness, we have really gone back in time today with our music. So, isn't that interesting that there was a lot of songs that really talked to that several decades ago that's 40 years ago and if parents had listened to their kids screaming about time 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 cats in the cradle time in a bottle you know that maybe we wouldn't have had some of the issues we have that we're dealing with today all right martha we're talking about this book a time starved marriage by less than leslie parrott yes and this chapter is is your marriage slipping away did i have it right yeah basically Yes. Basically, is your marriage slipping into the future? I was subtitle. Yes. Is your marriage slipping into the future? Time keeps on slipping. You slipping, just want to sing again. Into the future. We were reminded of another song. Oh, we were. All we are is dust in the wind. A song made famous, not by the group Kansas, but by Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Well, in your opinion. That's yes. how it was made famous. I mean, Kansas, and you look at Carrie Livgren, who was the lead singer from Kansas, he was a philosophizer for sure, definitely a philosopher, and came, went, went on to become a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see a lot of the songs that Kansas sung about were searching kind of songs, and two guys uh, from Kansas actually became Christ followers. But, okay, it's just not a music day, although we've talked about lots of songs today. Yes, because but we are talking about the point that theme. there was definitely a cry for more time 
with um, relationships for an era. And that's what we are kind of discussing. And there may be today, we just don't necessarily know what those songs are. So I was telling you in the book that they, I loved some of the little quotes that, that they put right. in with this chapter. And I want to read this one that says, guard well your spare moments. They are like uncut diamonds. Discard them and their value will never be known. Improve them and they will become the brightest gems in a useful life. So if we take those spare moments and use them well and guard them and be intentional about them, they can become the the moments that are like diamonds and special gems of our memory. I love that. And it, and it but it takes time. I mean, a guy that's working on let's just say it's a jeweler and they're actually creating the facets on a diamond or some kind of precious stone. Mm-hmm. It takes not only time, it takes very intentional time because they got to hit they got to whack the stone in just the right spot to in order to be able to create the pretty facets on the diamonds. Right, but here's a question. So if your spouse were to write a song about your marriage and the time you spend with them in your marriage, what would their song say? Hmm. Maybe we should have a songwriting contest. <laughs> we'll give away a year's worth of free radio. That'd I don't be, think you can do that. We can too. They get to listen to us free for an entire oh, year. Oh, got it. Well, I think it'd be easier to just pick a song that, like, what is it that's out there that represents your marriage? Because we've already thought of quite a few. So. All right. So, but I think that we just, we need to just focus on the yes, glass we do, half Jim. full. We need to focus. You, well, no, we just need to focus on the glass half full. We always, we have a picture in our office studio that is a, is a picture of a glass, of a glass that's half empty, but it's also glass half full. And, and being able to understand that, Life is, it's your choices. Is a glass half empty or glass half full? Yes. And really, you can make your marriage awesome. I mean, our marriage is awesome. Now, it's not perfect, but it's awesome. And, but I believe we've done a really good job since we even started. Well, we were friends before we dated. Right. We've really been intentional about spending time together. Yes. And I think that one of the things that just before we move on is just to not be overwhelmed by this whole concept that, oh my goodness, I need to like, you know, change everything and be more intentional and do all this. That quote that I just read was talking about spare moments. This isn't, okay, so you don't have two hours every evening to gaze into each other's eyes and talk about your dreams and aspirations and goals, but you can take 10 minutes and sit on the edge of your bed and talk about your day and talk about your struggles and talk about the things that really went well. And that's where this all starts in those, in those, not to be overwhelmed by it, but to just embrace what you have and to connect in this crazy thing we call life. Truly spoken from a woman's perspective. Really? T- 10 minutes. Well, first of all, you freaked every guy out listening across the country. Awesome. And you said, you can't spend two hours Looking at gazing at each other's eyes, and the guys are going, "Oh my gosh, two hours!" Right. They would. That freak was my out. point. I understand, but I ten was... minutes also just freaked out the rest of the guys. Really? But two minutes you can do. Okay. And one of the things that Martha and I have done in the last eighteen months with intentionality, actually, it's go, is doing devotions together, which then creates conversations, sure. and we're praying together, which creates conversations, mm-hmm. and, and those are times we spend together. But it really is one of the best, I think one of the best things we ever did was get rid of cable. Yes. Because we don't waste a lot of time watching TV that's unnecessary, but we do binge on Netflix every once in a while. Yes, which can be, it takes a lot of self-control to 
turn it off after the end of one episode. That's right. But, but that's okay. But at least you're not wasting time watching commercials. Oh, it's more efficient time wasting. That that's what it is. So. All right. So let's okay. talk about, you know, the authors in there talk about someday becoming if only when yep. our marriage slips into the future. We wonder what, why we took time for granted. This is just like that, that, that call from the future going, don't waste today. Mm-hmm. That, that what they, they, they call those people, somebody, the, the person that would cry out and say, Hey, don't, they, they had the name for him. I don't know what you're thinking about. Uh, it's, but, but the whole point what, what is, point is, is that, Hey, there's somebody calling from your future going, Hey, don't miss today. Right. Today has been, is a gift from God. Don't be so worried about tomorrow. That's what Jesus's point was in that passage. It was. And we don't want to get to a point in our in our future sometime where we say, man, if only we'd have spent more time together. If only we'd have shut off the TV and had conversation. If only we had, um, you know, taken time to have those conversations and to enjoy the small things. Because it's, again, it's not about, you know, planning these extravagant times together, but just Enjoy the small times that we have together, but do it where you're connected, staying connected. So one of the myths is the time can be stopped. And a lot of times in marriages, people demonstrate this by, okay, we've got kids now. We're just going to work on a relationship with the kids. Get out of the house. We're just going to do life together because when kids are home, it's crazy. We can't control it. It's out of control. So we'll, we'll get back together again when the kids, you know, can drive themselves. But that's a lie. Yeah, because the because you continue to build on your relationship, even if you're not being intentional about it, you're still you, experiencing life together, or you're drifting apart. Right. I mean that, and it's if you're not, it's just like in a business. If you're not growing, you're shrinking. Right. In a marriage, if you're not building, you're destroying. Yep. So so many times we'll say, oh well, um, this is a this is a crazy season. You know, we'll we'll start dating again when. The kids are in college or whatever that might be. Well, we've heard, we've talked about that before on the air where there's so many people that they get to that stage in life and then they're like, I don't even know who you are anymore because we didn't really invest in each other. All right. So the lie is you cannot freeze time. It doesn't go away. Correct. All right. Say, just in case you're tuning in right now, you're listening to I Work For Him together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg as we always talk about marriage and relationship issues. And today we're talking about time slipping into the future. And I, I won't sing because I've got listeners complaining to me via text not to sing anymore. Uh, but you know that great Steve Miller band song, you know, time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. We've got to, we can't stop time from slipping, but we can be more intentional about how we spend our time today. Like today is in, in, today in Florida, the weather is absolutely spectacularicious, absolutely unbelievable. Take some time when you get home today and go outside mm-hmm. for ten minutes before you make dinner or before you do. Just go outside and sit, smell the pollen in the air. Smell the pollen. Sneeze <laughs> hey, a couple times. Everything is meaningful. All right. So myth number one: time can be stopped, but it can't. Time is going to go. And as you get older, anybody listening that's younger than us, we're both fifty. It. it, it Time, it, it goes fast when you're young. It goes faster when you're older. And it just, just I mean, it's unbelievable how fast it goes. It, it is. It is. So you want right. to talk about the second myth? number myth. two. Time can be saved. So I was thinking about the analogy of this. And with our new cell phone plan, we can take our data and roll it over to the next month. Roll it over. And so we can, you know, save that and use it in the next month if we need to. Um, 
but that doesn't it's kinda work. It's kind of like leftovers. Yeah. But if you keep leftovers too long, what happens to them? Well, they get moldy. But our time... You can't save time. You can't save time. That's all the... Otherwise, we get that's moldy. the myth. The myth is that time can be saved, but it really can't be. You can't say, well, I'm going to make up for it later. You really need to be present where you're at right now and invest in, in the relationships around you. Well, and there there's a, brings up another great movie and song from the 80s. Tell me. Can't go back in time. Back to the Future by Huey Lewis and the Blues. I mean, seriously, going back in time. We, we don't get to go back. It was Huey Lewis and the News. Oh, it is. I said it wrong. It's the News. Huey I Lewis actually the knew news. that. Hey, but he was singing wow. the blues about not being able to go back in time. Blues. That's right. Thank you for correcting me. That was so embarrassing. Huey Lewis. I love I'm Huey Lewis. sorry. No, it's good. No, I'm grateful because okay. I, I said I it wrong. I didn't mean to embarrass All right. you. No, you didn't really embarrass me. I embarrassed myself by saying the wrong thing. Okay. All right. But let's just, we've got to, right now, just stop. And when you're thinking about the people that you work alongside, the people that you live next door to, the people that you live with, do they, are you spending time with them? I mean, it's so important. How are we ever going to fulfill our great calling on our lives by reaching people with the message of Jesus if we don't spend time with them? And, and it's so much more important. You know, we've all got these busy schedules and things to do. And if we don't stop and see the people that are around us, we may never know how they would have blessed our lives by spending time with them. Right. Yeah. That was a selfish way to put it, but we miss stuff. Sure. And our kids, our spouses, I mean, we, you know, good grief. Where did the forties go in the thirties? I mean, it just, they went, they're gone. Well, and we've talked about it before when people are surveyed at the close to the end of their life, they never say, I wish I had to spend more time working and doing paperwork and balancing my checkbook and all of those things. What they say is, I wish I had to spend more time with my family and with those around me that really matter to me. And so we get a different perspective when we are in a time of crisis. And so let's Ooh, what do you mean learn by that? from that. What do you mean? Well, Give me a, I, draw me a story. Okay. Draw you a story. So, a verbal uh, story. So... I have seen time and time again when people get into a state of crisis, either somebody in their family gets sick or some, something happens in their job or something happens in their home. Maybe they have a fire or whatever it might be. All of a sudden, priorities change because they realize that this too shall pass and this could happen very quickly right before our eyes. So when you have that shift with your priorities, you take things like time and you, you, it's much more valuable. Well, it's amazing how much time you can find when you need life to. throws you a curveball. Yes. When, and when you need it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so, because we fill our lives with so many things and all of a sudden, well, for example, you know, I may get a call from a guy who says, Jim, my wife wants to leave me. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he's got all the time in the world to spend with her, but she's so burned out on him because for the last 20 years he hasn't invested in her and she's done. Right. But all of a sudden he's got time. He'll make the time. He'll make time. You can carve it out when you're in a crisis. So instead of waiting for crisis, right. carve it out now. Right. Eliminate some of the stupid. So many of us are dominated by the stupid in our lives. And it's the stupid is different than for, for you than it is for me. Yeah. And so many times those pressures come from people that we don't even have relationship with. So we feel like we need to do this. We're obligated to do that. Obligated. And those are Another great line from a great movie, Jungle to Jungle. Oh, my word. Obligated. And really, what a powerfully negative word. Yes. You Powerf obligated? Powerfully negative. Yeah. Yeah. 
But we're not obligated. We have the privilege of getting to know people. This is movie and song day. We have the privilege of getting to know each other. And I'm not obligated to spend time with you. I can't wait to spend time with you. Right. I'm sorry that you get tired of spending time no! with me. No! Oh, my goodness. Don't take that out of context. Everybody heard it on the air today. They did. I just said I do value my alone time. We're going to have to schedule that. Yes. You're good. So that's okay. And and you know what? That's one of the things of of investing in a relationship. Then you can be confident in that relationship and be able to have those con- right. kind of conversations. Right. The more time you spend in a relationship, the more resilient that relationship is when times do get tough. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to have ups and downs. But if you spend time with it, it's easier to forgive. It's easier to forget. It's easier to move on. It's easier to reconcile. I mean, those things all come easier when you invest time in your relationships. You're listening to I Work For Him together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We talked today about time slipping, slipping, slipping into our future. And our time-starved marriage, we're talking about the book written by Les and Leslie Parrott. But we're talking about just... Not only are time-starved marriages, we've really talked today about time-starved relationships Mm -hmm. because we all have them. You had a quote you wanted to read, Martha. I do. I love this. It says, don't say you don't have enough time because a lot of people, that's our excuse. I just don't have enough time. You have exactly the same number of hours per day that were given to Helen Keller, Michelangelo, Mother Teresa, Leonardo da Vinci, Thomas Jefferson, and Albert Einstein. H. Jackson Brown Jr. said that. When you look at that, it's how they they spent their time. Yeah. The accomplishments that they have had because of how they spent their time. It was a choice. Well, and they were, but I think what's important, all those people did incredible things for our culture and our society. But, and, and Jesus should be on that list too. But you look at what they accomplished, but they did it with intentionality and they weren't busy every moment of the day. I mean, you look at Jesus in his relationships. He had deep relationships with the 11 disciples and with scattered others. and But he was really close with Peter, James, and John mm-hmm. and very, very close with them. And those relationships were powerful and they changed the world. Right. Certainly Peter and John had monstrous influence. So it's these relationships that we invest in really make a difference. And if you're going to marry somebody... It's your biggest investment in life besides your relationship with Christ. And it takes intentionality. So let's just hit, let's, let's pick on ourselves for a minute. Okay. As we, as we close out the show, if we could do it over, let's say the first, we've been, we've known each other 34 years. We've been married 30 and a half years. What would we do differently in how we spent our time? What are some of the things you think we, we you'd like a redo on? Um, I probably would say sitting down and going, what are some things we really want to accomplish and let's calendar them and make them happen. I think that's one of the things we've learned in the last couple of years is if we put it on a to-do list, we're way more intentional about doing it. And not, I'm not talking about tasks. I'm talking about time together, whether it be, um, a bike ride or going to a new place of adventure really just you know however it is that we choose to spend our time but to to say you know what i want to i want to try to do some different things in our life together and really try to make them happen what about you and and, and it is the task list is so important because martha and i are ridiculous task people we love crossing things off our list we actually have an online list and we take turns who gets to cross off something we get it done all right here's two things 
I would work less. I, I would just work less because I, I find that it's so easy. I should have had a timer on my computer at home, and it would not have been on between you know six and nine at night, so that I wouldn't take that time away from the kids. And the other thing I would do differently is because we've heard this from the kids now is that on vacations because we drove every almost everywhere we went on our trips we would stop. And we would see things. Stop and smell the roses. We'd stop and see things. We'd drive straight 28 hours and stop just to go to the bathroom and get something to eat. And we'd drive across the country and pass things. And the kids were like, we never stopped for anything. Yeah. We drove by all those cool things. Like, yeah, should have stopped. I was always about the destination instead of the trip. It was about the arrival time. Yes, and the arrival. Well, I'm beating the record. A but, competition to beat the record. But I would, for us... The devotion thing that we've been doing together for the last 18 months has been phenomenal. But I would say for us, it's that we didn't date enough when the kids were growing up. We did date, but that we we didn't take enough time for just you and me to go away for a weekend every year. Yeah, we really had, that was a kind of a new concept to us. We thought, well, surely you don't take time away from when you have kids. But yet what we've learned is that you can actually make your marriage stronger, your family stronger, by making sure that each other is a priority. I think it's really important to end this conversation, though, to focus on the fact that we're talking about how to spend our time, not to let it slip in the future, but not to live with regret. We're not talking about living with regret here. We're talking no. about how do you stop today and go, okay, how do we use the time I've been given? Because you don't know with your spouse, with your friends, with your neighbors, with your kids, you don't know if you get tomorrow. Right. But you have today, so take that time. How do you spend it intentionally? What do you do with it? And, and talk through it. And as Martha said, she wants 10 minutes a day sitting at the end of the bed just talking. Give your wife, if that's what my wife says, that's what your wife is saying too. She's just going, wow, guys, would you just listen to me? Seriously, please. This is this is a tough conversation though. Is it? Yeah, it is. Because I don't want to live with regret, but I do have some regrets on how I spent some of our time. I mean, it's gone fast. So encouraging those that are listening to maybe learn one new thing and try to apply it in your relationships, and we'll do the same. Wow, there's a challenge right there from Martha Brangenberg. Thanks for tuning in today to I Work For Him. We're together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha as we talk about our time-starved marriage, a book by Les and Leslie Parrott. Just a great conversation to not miss those those seconds on the clock to spend every second intentionally with the spouse and the family that you've been given. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.